Hey guys, what's up? It's Savannah. Welcome back to another episode of My Thoughts Exactly. Thank you so much for joining me today. I am so happy to have you here. I hope y'all are having a great week. I Well, what day is it today? It is Tuesday. You're going to be listening to this. Well, I don't know when you'll be listening, but this comes out on Thursday. I've had a pretty good Tuesday so far. I got my first Pilates class out of the way this week, getting a second one out of the way on Thursday. Did a lot of work the past couple days, um, been organizing the house a lot, just a lot of like housekeeping stuff, but it was a long weekend, which was nice. I hope you guys had a great weekend. Hope you're having a great start to your week. By the time you hear this, I hope you're having a better even, or an even better, sorry. I hope you're having an even better end to your week and excited for the weekend. But you guys, today's episode is one that I am very excited about because it was actually the runner up to last week's episode episode topic, which was the story time episode that we did, which was so fun. I loved seeing your guys' comments on it. We all just kind of like laughed in the comments and it was it was very healing. It was a very healing process. Um, no, but it was really cool to see how much you guys either related or shared your own stories. So I hope that, you know, it made you feel a little less horrible about your own dating life. But for today's episode, today's episode is what was going to be last week's. And when I talked to you guys about this on Instagram, a lot of you, when I posted the poll, because if you don't follow me on Instagram or don't follow the podcast, you definitely should. Um, I always ask you guys for, you know, questions or episode topics or let you guys pick the topic. So there's a lot going on over there. But I had asked you guys on Instagram if you wanted the story time episode or if you wanted this episode today, and most of you said the story times, which I was not surprised by, but I got quite a few DMs, way more than I was expecting, about still wanting this episode. Um, Again, it was not something that I was planning on receiving. I didn't think that this was really an episode that as many of you related to as I thought. So I'm really excited to talk about it today. And as you guys can tell, we are talking about confessions of a control freak. Hi, my name is Savannah. I am a control freak. I feel like this episode today is really important. I feel like life is often very unpredictable or not even often, all the time. It's very unpredictable. Um, The one for sure thing and one certain thing about life is that it's unpredictable and you know oftentimes when you have anxiety and you feeling of needing to control everything um, it's a really scary world to live in when you have this feeling of constantly needing to control everyone around you because you feel very uncertain and you know you're not exactly sure and you're not feeling very secure within yourself. So that's why I wanted to talk about this episode today and just kind of walk you through my journey of being a, you know, type A, like 10 out of 10 control freak to maybe like a six or, oops, to maybe like a six or seven out of 10, six, yeah, probably a six, five on a really good day, maybe like seven on a not so great day, but it's progress. And I thought that it would be something that it would be good to talk through today because clearly more of you are dealing with this than I thought. And this is something that we can all just kind of share together. So I know for me personally, for as long as I can remember, I have been a control freak and I've been a control freak in almost all facets 
of life. It has fluctuated over the years in terms of where my focus and control really lies. However, the one kind of blanket statement that I can make is that my control really stems from my anxiety. We talked about this in the anxiety episode where I told you guys that I just have a lot of anxiety about the unknown, not knowing what was going to happen next, not knowing, you know, I told you guys I had a lot of relationship anxiety, not knowing, you know, if I was going to get that text back or not knowing if I was going to, you know, get ghosted or not knowing, you know, how they felt or, you know, shift that into friendships. Same thing. Shift that into, you know, physical health, fitness, eating, like all of that. It all lies in control. And I had so much anxiety anxiety about the things that I couldn't control, that I was really grasping for straws for what I could control, not even what I could, but more so just like what I could try to control because life is so freaking unpredictable, as we said in the beginning, and there is nothing that is ever certain, nothing is ever promised. And the idea of that has always terrified me because I am very type A. I like to, you know, I like to know what's going on at all times. I'm very much a creature of habit. I, you know, have the same like five meals that I, you know, kind of switch out and go through throughout the week. I have my comfort TV shows that I watch that I've seen probably six or seven seven times through, for example, Grey's Anatomy, One Tree Hill, like shows like that where I literally, you could point to an episode and I could probably tell you what's going to happen, but that's strictly because I know what's coming and I've seen it so many times that it's comfortable for me to watch because I don't have to get anxious about what's going to happen in the future. Like... Another example is something as simple as my Pilates classes. I like to sit at the same like little station every single time I go there and I have since the first time I went. So I'm very much a creature of habit and that all falls under the umbrella of wanting to control as much of my life as I can. I'm not a very spontaneous person. I'm not someone who's just kind of like a, well, let's see what the night, like I'm just not. I like to know what's going to happen, who's going to be there. And even then I still probably will stress. But for me, again, I was controlling and I have been controlling because of my anxiety. And the first part about it is what I just told you, which was, you know, I felt like I needed to control everything or that I could, or at least attempt to, because everything else was so uncertain. The second part of that is I needed to feel like I was in control because I just didn't feel secure within myself. And I feel like that's one that doesn't really get touched on a lot. And it's one that I kind of had to navigate through, you know, in years of therapy is just talking about how, you know, I always felt the need to try and control as much as I can because I never felt secure in my surroundings. I never felt safe with the people that I was with, you know, like put put aside like my family and best friends and things like that. But just, you know, the people that I was surrounding myself with, they didn't make me feel comfortable. They didn't make me feel safe. They didn't make me feel secure. And that's, you know, it's not their fault. It's just my reaction to that was to try and control as much as I could. It was kind of like a mind game because my mind would trick me into feeling like I was secured when I felt like I had the most control. So for example, what I mean by that is, you know, the relationship anxiety that I had, that was something that took a very, very big toll on me, probably more than I will ever like to admit. There was about a two year period of time that I was single in between the relationship that I'm in now and the most 
and the like the previous one, the most the previous most serious one. There was about a two year gap, and a lot happened in that two year gap. But I came out of the ex boyfriend relationship a couple years ago, not really understanding and fully grasping the gravity and the effect that that had on me. And it didn't really hit me until I started getting into other relationships and dating again. I kind of thought that I got off scotch-free even though I was completely burned and broken and was just a shell of a human. And in order to try and rebuild myself, what I tried to do is I tried to control everything around me so I could kind of be one step ahead of the game at all times. So I would try and get ahead of things that way, you know, if someone hurt me or if someone someone said something mean or if someone ghosted me or if someone was, you know, rude or whatever, I could be ahead of it. Like I'd be one step ahead. So that way it wouldn't hurt as badly. Does that make sense? So I would always try to be ahead of the game before anyone else could try to play mine. So I was always just trying to be one step ahead of at all times. Honestly, I was trying to be like 10 steps ahead, but Regardless, it was just me trying to be ahead of the game, trying to kind of brace myself for the potential of being hurt. So that was a big part of it as well. It was that along with not feeling secure, along with the fear of the unknown. And you combine all of those things together and it quite literally is a recipe for disaster because you have someone who is insecure, who is really doing whatever they can to not just completely crumble and someone who is afraid of the future, afraid of the unknown, afraid of the shoulda, coulda, wouldas of the world. And so in my mind, I always thought like, okay, if I have control, if I have control over my surroundings, if I have control over my situation, which plot twist, I never had control over the situation because the reality of the fact is, is that you can never control the people around you. No matter what, no matter how hard you try, no matter what you say, no matter what you do, you cannot control the people around you. And you're playing a very scary game in life with trusting people. But again, this was kind of before the revelation that I had of really understanding the root of why I felt the need to always be in control. And the fact of the matter is, is again, you can't control everyone. Secondly, you don't want to. It is such a double-ended sword because once I felt like I had a little bit of control, even though again, I didn't, but once I felt like I had the slightest bit, I always wanted more. I was never satisfied with the control that I had. And again, it was always like a trying to one-up game. Like, oh, I'm going to, you know, I'm not, not that I would go out and hurt people, but I just would get ahead of people hurting me. Like I never, you know, it was never a game of like, I'm going to hurt you before you hurt me. It was never that. It was just that I'm going to get ahead of the game. So that way you can't hurt me. And I'm going to brace my fall before you even knock me down kind of thing. And so that was my mindset. And it was a debilitating mindset because I was never content. I always wanted more. I always wanted more control. I always wanted more power. I was power hungry. I was control hungry and I can never just settle and be content and relax. And that's what's really hard to understand in this concept is that you're never going to be satisfied with the amount of control that you have when you're someone like this who just feels like they need control. You don't need control. You want control because your life feels so out of control. That's the deal here. And it's a normal thing to feel, but what you have to understand is that no matter how much you try to control your life, you're never going to be able to fully do so. And 
The people around you are going to do what they're going to do. They're going to say what they're going to say. And the only thing you can control in life is yourself. And that was a really hard concept to grasp again, because in my mind, I was like, no, I can, I can control them. I can, you know, I'm going to say this and then they're going to say that. And then I'm going to ask them to hang out and that we're going to set up a plan. And that's like, I planted the seed and whatever. It's never it never works. I promise you it never works. And it's exhausting. You shouldn't have to live a life where you feel on edge because you feel like you're grasping at straws, trying to control everything around you. And that's what I've realized in the past, you know, couple years is that I don't need to control everything. I don't want to control everything. And those kind of thoughts came in once I started surrounding myself with people that made me feel safe and secured because they made me realize I don't need to carry all of this weight. I don't need to control everything. And I remember actually when I was kind of in the peak of feeling like I was a control freak, feeling like I needed control over every facet of life. And I remember I was on a date And I remember, I forget what this guy, it was like a stupid conversation. It was with, I think it was with Abercrombie, if you remember that story time from a while back. And we were having this conversation and I remember he looked at me and he was like, you know, you can't control everything. It wasn't an argument we were having. It was kind of like a, you know, just banter. But he looked at me and he's like, you do realize that you can't control everything in the world. And for so long, I kind of thought that I was like skating by smoothly with like being this control freak. Oh yeah, like no, I'm like this sneaky control freak and no one knows what I'm doing. But it like it was apparent to me in that moment that it was painfully obvious that I was just trying to, you know, control all situations because I was just so afraid of getting hurt and so afraid of, you know, being vulnerable and opening myself up to people because I felt like I was just going to crash and burn. This podcast is sponsored by Monarch Money. Are you saving to reach your financial goals? Reaching those goals isn't just about getting more money, but by managing what you have. And the best way to manage your money? Monarch Money. Monarch Money is a new kind of finance app that's intuitive, powerful, ad-free, and takes the headaches out of budgeting. Try it free when you go to monarchmoney.com podcast. Monarch puts all your accounts, investments, transactions, and finances at your fingertips. With a complete view of your finances, you'll gain insights on your spending and find new ways to save. Plus, Monarch lets you customize your dashboard, collaborate with your partner, set custom budgets and goals, and track your progress toward them. See why Mint users are turning to Monarch Money and loving it, and why the Wall Street Journal named Monarch Money the best budgeting app overall. Get a 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash podcast. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H money.com slash podcast for your free trial. monarchmoney.com slash podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. 
Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. And so when he told me that, I, you know, I brushed it off, but I remember sitting there later that night and like the next couple of days and even now clearly I'm still thinking about it. Like he's right. He was right the whole time. Like I couldn't control everything. I can't control everything, nor do I want to. And it's, it's an exhausting process. It's an exhausting experience. And if you're someone who is similar in that, no matter what your reasoning for control is, because everyone's is different. You know, I've talked about mine, how it stemmed from a lot of relationship anxiety, abandonment anxiety, you know, things like that, but everyone's is different regardless of what yours is, it's an exhausting process to live through. You don't want to live your life, you know, on edge all the time because one thing doesn't go your way and it slips out from underneath you and it, you know, foils your plan and now you're out of control until you start spiraling. It's, it's a slippery slope and it doesn't sound as like, you know, well, actually, no, it does sound very dramatic when I'm saying it because it's a slippery slope and all of these things, but you know, you never really notice it until you notice it. And when you notice it, you're usually pretty far into it. And I just feel like something that I've, you know, was I've talked about a lot with my therapist and in therapy is this whole idea of, well, okay, let me back up a second because I feel like you need some context here. So when I would go in and speak to her, you know, it was again at this peak of feeling like I was so out of control in my life, but trying so desperately to grasp onto any type of control that I could. So I would tell her these stories, tell her what I was thinking and tell her about all of the anxiety that I was having of the unknown of the future, saying that I didn't know what was going to happen in the future. So, you know, how can I prevent myself from getting hurt from what I don't know what's going to happen? And I was just you know, going in circles, really. I'm spinning in circles. I'm spiraling. She's looking at me like, All right, mm, I don't know how this is going to work. But something she consistently told me many times she has told me all throughout the years is let's just see what happens when I would get in the height of my anxiety when I would say you know I don't know what's going to happen I don't know if it's going to work out I don't know how this is going to go I'm anxious I like can't sleep I can't eat because like I feel so out of control but I'm also trying desperately to grab on to anything I can control you know her whole thing has always been, let's just see what happens. And those were so simple. Those words were such simple words, but I dreaded hearing them every single time. Because if you're a control freak like me, the phrase is like, oh, let's just see what happens and go with the flow. They're non-existent. They're not in our vocabulary. They don't exist in our world. So when someone tells you that, it's like, okay, no, 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 you just, you don't get it. Like you clearly, clearly we're not on the same page. You don't get it. So even though those terms, when she would say that, I would look at her like she has five heads because I was like, do you, like, you, you don't get it. Like you clearly, you know, she's the professional. She's the one with all the credentials. And I'm sitting here being like, no, I don't think you understand. But what I did take away from that was the fact that I didn't deserve and you don't deserve. No one deserves to have all of that weight on them all the time. Do you know how heavy it is to have to carry around the weight of feeling like you always have to be 10 steps ahead of the game? That is a lot of weight to have on someone's shoulders. And it's not weight that's benefiting you. 
in any way. It's not weight that is helping you or bringing you any positivity or light. It's just weight that is stressful, at least in my situation. And I know, you know, talking to my friends who are, you know, who can, uh, can relate to all of this, it's just stress weight and it's heavy and it can be debilitating and it can feel consuming. When you feel like you are controlling everything, or at least trying to, you're, you're trying to control everything in the future. Do you know how much you are missing out in the present? Just trying to prepare and control the future. You are missing out so much of the present, really being in the moment and really enjoying life the way it deserves to be enjoyed. Because, you know, again, everything is uncertain. Nothing is promised. And so, you know, going through life, always trying to be 10 steps ahead, you're really truly missing out on what's going on right in front of you. And I learned that when I really started focusing on myself, I really started prioritizing myself and I surrounded myself with people who I love and who love me and who don't make me feel insecure or at least don't heighten my insecurities because I don't know if I believe that anyone can make you feel insecure. It's just I was insecure before them and you know certain things just happen to heighten that. But just being able to understand that I need to be able to rely on myself. I need to be able to love myself, be secure within myself. And once I did that, I started to really put into perspective the fact that I don't need to control everything in life. You know, do I sit here and be like, well, let's just see what happens with like a smile on my face and excited about it? No, I don't. But I do understand the idea of perspective. And when I say that, I mean, you know, again, I've said it a million times in this episode, but nothing is promised, nothing is certain. But what I can do in the moment and what I can control is how much I love the people around me, how much I love myself, how I live my day-to-day life, taking it one day at a time, you know, what kind of dinner I want to have that night, what workout I want to do, you know, who I hang out with that night, if I go out with friends or if I stay home, like those are the things that I can control. And so focusing on those things, focusing on the things that make me feel happy, focusing on the decisions that I get to make that actually enhance my life rather than drag it down, those were really important moments, realizing that I can control things in my life. And that's a big thing here. I'm not telling you to stop controlling your life. You are in control of your life. I'm just trying to advise you that you don't need to be in control of everyone else's too, just to make yourself feel better because it's never going to happen. And I would almost like, I would get tense and I would get a wall up when someone would say that to me. They would be like, you can't control everything. Like when, you know, when Abercrombie said that, I was like, shut up. Yes, I can. When my friends would say that, I would be like, stop talking to me. Like, yes, I can. You know, my therapist would say, I would be like, you don't know what you're talking about. And it was just, I was so defensive about it because I was just trying so hard to make it a reality in my mind that would make me feel better. But again, it was such a double-ended sword because it was never good enough because I never could get to the point where I felt content in it. I could never get to the point where I felt, you know, like I had enough control over what was going on and, you know, my life and everyone else's around me because that's not how life works. And it's also not how life is supposed to work. And I wasted so much time, you know, trying to be 10 steps ahead of the game always. And when I could have spent that time really focusing on myself, my well-being, the betterment of, you know, my, you know, my soul, like everything, just feeding myself and watching myself grow and evolve. And instead I was so focused on things that just did not matter in the end because 
you know, I'm a true believer of everything happens for a reason. Everything is always going to fall into place the way it should, which is also kind of contradicting because I'm also sitting here telling you that I've been trying to control every narrative in my life for the past, I don't know, 15 years. Um, but it's, it's something that really does help me when I try and sit there and be like, everything's going to fall into place. Everything's going to happen the way it should happen. And repeating those things to myself, especially recently, like in the past year or so, where I feel like I've kind of overcome this whole idea of feeling the need to control everything. But there are moments, obviously, where things happen where I feel a little bit out of control. Things happen where, you know, I don't expect them to happen. And I have to, you know, readjust and remind myself, put things back into perspective of, it's okay. Like it is okay. The world is still spinning. The sun is still rising and focusing on the positives of what I'm grateful for in life rather than trying to control the things that give me anxiety. Shifting my perspective on that has been huge in this entire process because again, I was never really someone who was like focused on the positives, which is kind of shitty to say, but I was always focused on the things that I felt were out of my control because I just was trying to calculate in my mind what I could do to try and control them. And again, a lot of that had to do with abandonment and a lot of that had to do with feeling like I was going to be hurt again. But the reality of the fact is, is that a lot of that fear would not have been there had I been able to look at myself and been like, I'm all I need. Like, I don't need anyone else. I don't need to, you know, granted, like put aside like fr- like closest friends and family and all of that. But like when it comes down to it, like as long as I have myself at the end of the day, I'm good. And that is the one thing you are guaranteed in life, no matter what, is that at the end of the day, the only person that you're truly going to have no matter what is yourself. So putting yourself in the position where you're, you know, trying to evolve into the best person that you can be. So when you are spending those times by yourself, when you are looking at just yourself in the mirror, you're happy and you're content and you're relaxed and you're not, you know, spiraling and snowballing in your head about, you know, what can I do next? And, you know, how do I make this better? How do I make this right? How do I, you know, get 10 steps ahead of the game and all of that? Because again, it's exhausting and I don't think anyone deserves to feel like that. You know, I I would try to do all of the things that everyone says to try and make you relax, like doing yoga or meditating. I give it out, like give you so much props if you can meditate. When I meditate, do you know, like there's so many thoughts going on up in my brain that I just don't want to have to listen to. So, you know, sitting in silence and quiet and just like closing my eyes and just being with those thoughts are like not something that I really look forward to doing. So I'm not a meditation person, but you know, other things like fitness, working out, doing a workout class, Pilates, yoga, going on a walk, things like that. Those were all helpful, but they never like it was just a temporary fix for a permanent problem. So I thought, but over time I realized it was just a temporary problem. Granted, I will probably be a control freak my entire life. I think that that's just the fact of the matter. I think I'm always going to be someone who tries to have as much control of my life as possible. But what I've learned is taking the control of, you know, the things that I can't and putting that control into the things that I can has been a huge game changer. So again, controlling 
what breakfast I eat, controlling what time I get out of bed, controlling whether I go to Pilates or whether I just go to the gym or go for a walk. The things that you can control, you know, controlling whether I do my three-step skincare routine or my 15-step skincare routine, like focusing on the things you can control. I feel like just say, I feel like just saying those things, you know, even when I'm sitting here saying it to myself, it just, it seems so like little and makes me almost feel like I'm, you know, what's it called? Like when I say it like that, I feel like I don't want it to come across like I am, you know, invalidating. And like, if I just, you know, do my 15 step skincare routine that like all of this is going to be fine. But it's not about that. What it is in the bigger picture though, and that's why I've mentioned the little things because I think the little things lead to the big things is that, you know, finding ways to focus on yourself, control the positives around you, control your day-to-day life, control the little things because as much as we would love to control other people, or at least I not anymore would, but I did, as much as I did, you know, it takes the fun out of life. But I know for me, if someone told me right now that I got to see like a play-by-play of everything that's going to happen in my life, I don't think I would want to see it. I really don't. And I think that there are probably some people out there that would, but for me personally, I wouldn't want to see it. And I think that that kind of just goes to show because I think a couple years ago, I think, yeah, like two, three years ago, I probably would have been like, well, just show me the next five years. Like, what's that going to look like? But now I'm just so excited to see what happens because I feel like I'm at a very good spot in my life where I've spent so much time healing and focusing on myself and focusing on, you know, what I think is important in life and putting the positives back into my life rather than focusing on the negatives. And doing that has been something that has completely transformed my entire, you know, perspective on all of this. And it's really transformed how I view control because before I really saw control as something sneaky and something that was kind of manipulative. And, you know, when I say control other people. I don't mean like I want to control their lives. I want to control what they do, you know, in their day-to-day life and control what their schedule is and whatnot. I don't mean that. I just more so mean control how they treat me, control what our story looks like, control what our interactions look like. But again, that takes the fun out of what life is. And sometimes it's not fun, but again, I'd rather not, not, mess with that. I don't want to interfere with that. I feel like that's just, I feel like that's just bad karma. I feel like that's bad energy. So again, I just want to clarify when I say like, you know, wanting to control other people, I don't mean like their actual lives and like their day-to-day, you know, dreams, hopes, aspirations, whatever. That's not what I mean. I just more so mean their life as it concerns me, which kind of makes me sound a little, I don't know, sounds a little like, conceited. But again, this was a different time. This was a much different time. But again, it's really just about shifting that into being able to control things because you still can. You still can control your life. You still have control over so many things. And what I actually really encourage you to do is something that I did a while back is I wrote down all the things I can control. And when I did that, I realized that I was a lot more in control than I thought I was because this whole fear of not having control 
like in one area of my life made me feel like I was failing in all other areas. And that's just not the case. It's not true. Just because I didn't have control over one specific facet of my life doesn't mean that all of the others were just like crashing and crumbling, but that's how it felt because I wasn't putting the time and attention really into those other areas. I was, you know, doing what I had to do and doing the day-to-day stuff, but I was so hyper-focused on not having control in one area that I really lost sight of all of the other things that I did have control on. And when you are a control freak and you feel like you're out of control, the wheels start spinning and you start kind of losing it a little bit. Because as a controlling person, I think it's really easy to just kind of ride that wave of feeling like you're in control. And when one thing goes wrong, it's easy to think that everything is crashing and crumbling. But again, I think if you wrote down all of the things that you are in control of of your life, I think you would be really surprised to see how much is on that list. And hopefully when you see that, it'll make you realize that there are so many other things that you can focus on and also that you should be focusing on. Because again, I think that when we feel out of control in one area, we tend to just grasp onto that area and kind of leave some of the others left to dry a little bit and just not as focused on those. So just shifting the focus a little bit and realizing that you still can be in control. You always are going to be in control. And that was another really big thing that I had to realize is that no matter what happens, I am always in control. I had this narrative for so long that like if someone left me or if someone hurt me, that like I was going to crash and crumble and turn into dust because I wasn't going to be able to control what happened next. And that is simply not true. Granted, I always tried to be ahead of the game. That way I could prevent that from happening and prevent that hurt and prevent that like rug getting slipped out from underneath me. But if that ever were to happen, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? And that was something that I had to ask myself so many times and something that, you know, my friends would ask me, my therapist would ask me is like, let's say your worst fear comes true. Then what? Like, then what's going to happen? Like, you're not going to turn into dust. You're not going to turn into stone. You're not going to freeze over it. Like, you are going to wake up and have another day. It's going to suck, but you're going to do it. And then you're going to do it again and again and again. And you're going to, again, focus on the things that you can control. You're never going to not be in control of your own life because you get to choose how you react to all situations. Like, you know, if something doesn't go your way, you can control how you react. If something happens that you weren't expecting or if, you know, whatever the situation is, like, for me, it's, again, I've said it so many times, for me, it's that abandonment relationship anxiety, which is what I'm kind of, you know, focusing on. But whatever it is for you and whatever that fear is for you, if that happens, then you get to control how you react to it. You get to control how you move on from that. You get to control how you heal from that. So those are the things that you can control. Those are the things that are important. Those are the things that you can focus on that will help strengthen you as a person and not bring you down. Because when you spend so much time living a life of fear and anxiety, you are just preventing yourself from living your life to the absolute fullest. You can put that on a freaking refrigerator magnet. But it is so true. And even if the worst case scenario comes true, you still have control. It's not like your world is going to go to shambles for the most part. You still have control of how you respond. You still have control of how you move forward. You still have control of what you do next, what you want to do with your life, what you want to be with your life. Like having that realization was a big one too, because, you know, when my friends would ask me like, okay, so what's the worst thing that's going to happen? And I would, you know, I would say it and they would be like, okay, so then what? 
and it, it was eye-opening. It really was because it's something that's so simple. But I'm like, you know, because in your mind, when you have anxiety, you heighten things up so much and you're like, oh my God, I need to prevent this happening. So I need to control and I need to get 10 steps ahead and I need to always be, you know, ahead of the game, whatever. But what if it does happen? They're still going to be okay. Like that's, you know, you're still going to be you. You're still going to have you at the end of the day, which again, brings me back to what we were saying earlier. It's why it's so important to be the best version of yourself and to be working on the best version of yourself, to be always trying to elevate who you are and evolve as a human. Because at the end of the day, you're the one who's going to be with you no matter what. That's the one constant in life. That's the one certain in life. So by just making sure that you're good, you know, spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, all of that. And again, it's, it's never a linear journey, but you know, just always working towards yourself, putting yourself first. Like those are the things that's are important because those are the things you have control over. So even if the worst case scenario does come true, then what? Like ask yourself that, like then what? Then you have yourself and you're good. So that was my little Ted talk. (laughs) I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, and I hope you understand where I'm coming from. Um, I feel like I just kind of rambled. I feel like we're on FaceTime right now and I'm just kind of going off, but I do hope that it made a little bit of sense and I'm really interested to see what you guys have to say about this topic and if we can give each other tips and tricks on how you guys cope with it, how you guys, you know, what your stance on control is. And yeah, I'm really interested to hear what you guys have to say. So with that being said, you guys, that's all for me today. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of My Thoughts Exactly. I will be back next week with a brand new video for you guys brand new episode i'm really excited about it and i can't wait to see you there bye guys